This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. This week's Tanner and Steven Variety Show, we're talking about all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, alligators, watermelons, Mm. and we're going to unravel the mystery of D.B. Cooper, which is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and we didn't forget about the Kanye West stuff. (laughs) We're going to definitely talk about that. Yes, indeedy. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Tanner and Stephen Variety Show. Yes, and thank you, Johnny, for playing us in. Yes. It's beautiful. Thank you, Johnny. Beautiful. Uh, I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always, right across from me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy. Howdy, Howdy Stephen. Howdy. How, how's it going? Howdy. Good. No, I'll, it's going good. I'll, it's I'll going like good. I like yeah. that. Um... <laughs> Hope y'all are doing well today, and thank you again for choosing the Tanner and Steven Variety Show uh, for your source of news and nonsense this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Greatly appreciate it. Um, I think that perfectly encapsulates this show. News and nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I, I 100% get that. It's a good that. phrase. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's open up the show with, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a little bit of old news, but we didn't get to talk about it last week because it was kind of breaking news um well kanye west indeed kanye west oh god presidential nominee kanye west yeah he held a rally uh last weekend uh in south carolina proposing his run for president which was thrilling to everyone yeah it looked like a nightclub too which was kind of weird it, it was interesting. He yeah. had, he wore a bulletproof vest. He did. Um, he was talking to people. Uh, per abcnews.go.com and writer Beatrice Peterson, the headline reads, Everybody that has a baby gets a million dollars, Kanye West says at first campaign rally. Mr. West also goes on to say uh, that uh, marijuana should be free. Free? 
for free, Stephen. Free, <laughs> free. He wants marijuana to be free. What? <laughs> yeah, that's um, that that's. that's so what who's he gonna said. Pro- who's gonna provide this free marijuana? I, I guess I guess everyone. He, everyone's gonna pitch in. It's gonna be a very uh, a very communist just, kind of a setup. Just here. a communal pot. <laughs> a pot. Exactly. <laughs> a communal pot. Um. Yes. Mm. Uh, the rapper appeared shortly after 5 p.m. at the Exquius Event Center rally with the numbers 2020 in his hair. West invited a oh, couple. Of... <laughs> West invited a couple of young people from the audience to speak on stage about issues that concerned them, such as education, uh, inequality, and police brutality. He then launched into a speech that touched on a wide range of topics, from his battle with opioids to his business dealings with Adidas, before elaborating on his pro-life stance. Uh, he broke into tears talking about what he uh, said was his father's desire to abort him, um, which is a very touching subject, I'm sure, um, sure. Uh, for, for, for him and for many others, mm-hmm. uh, but also about him and his wife having their first child, even when I didn't want to. I almost killed my daughter, he says. I love my daughter. God wants us to create, uh, said West, who has four children with Kim Kardashian West. No more plan B, plan A, he said, <laughs> to God. a mixed response from people. Uh, West did clarify that he thinks abortion should be legal, but that there should be more support for those who need it. Uh, he goes on to say, the maximum everybody, uh, the maximum increase would be everybody that has a baby gets a million dollars or something in that range. He says. West also well, at least he's being realistic by by saying something in that range. It's maybe not exactly a million dollars, but he's leaving leaving it open. It's, it's open ended. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, West also said that marijuana should be free and took questions from the audience before the hour long event ended. Um, we typically don't get very political here on the show. Um, I'd, I'd almost prefer not to. Right. But this was th- this was news that was too good to pass up here. It's too juicy. Uh, yeah. It's way too juicy. Okay, so there's a lot here. (laughs) Definitely a lot to unpack. I do just want to address one thing right out of the gate. The nominees are chosen. So... Like, like, is he trying to to run a write-in campaign? Yeah, he's trying to run independently. Uh, he's gonna, he wants to get on that stage with both Joe Biden uh, as well as Donald Trump. Okay, does he realize how difficult that will be? Um, it's extremely difficult. He's he's actually um, passed m- most of the deadlines to actually uh, right. get on the ballot. Exactly, exactly. That uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just right there, that kind of gives you. Uh, you know, an insight into Kanye West's understanding of American mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that being said, yeah, well, let's talk about this million dollars thing. <laughs> yes, please, Stephen. Um, where is that coming from? I don't know where he gets this number—a uh, million dollars. That's—I mm-hmm. mean, truthfully, uh, that's that's a, a very good sum of money. And don't get me wrong; I would not turn it down. A million dollars for every child that myself and Mrs. Headlock Talk have. Well, is it every child or is it just every family with a child? I mean, I would hope perhaps that we get some more clarification from uh, Mr. West on this. If it is every child, I mean, it does cost a lot of money to raise children. Um, Also, marijuana being free, um, you know... Um, we, we talk all all the time about the, um in, in politics. Not we, not you and I, but people. Yeah, people talk all the time about oh, this idea is too radical, or you know that Bernie Sanders, he's too radical for people. Right, right. No, folks, these these here, <laughs> this is too radical. These are some radical ideas. Yeah. A million dollars. I don't get me wrong. I wouldn't turn it down. No, but like, <laughs> where are you getting this million dollars from? Yeah, is my and, question. And the thing about that too is like. When he's like, cannabis should be free. Yeah. You're handing out millions of dollars to people. Why would you make it free? Like, they they could buy a 90 year supply with the with the millions of dollars that you're yeah. giving them. Yeah. Why don't you just you can do you could just make it to where the marijuana is is still good and like taxable for yeah. whatever reason, and maybe that's how you get the revenue back in from giving everyone who has a child. A uh, million dollars. I don't per, think per those occasion. costs 
would outweigh the other costs. I, I, mean, I don't think that's a scratch. Get a little bit back, you know? <laughs> I mean, if like everyone in the country is smoking like Snoop Dogg levels of marijuana, then maybe. But like, I mean, look, it's it's possible. It, it is, <laughs> I, I suppose, yeah. But <laughs> this is just crazy these, to these me. Are, these, so, are, these are real life-changing, country-changing decisions that a perhaps a future president... West. Well, he's um, he's delusional, like <laughs> in every sense of the word. He's just completely delusional. Mm. And what is this? Uh, what is this Harriet Tubman quote? You got that pulled up? Um, he, he did go on to say, unfortunately, um, um that uh, he believes that Ter- that Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves, which I mean is factually incorrect. Uh, Harriet Tubman did uh escort. Uh, many of different people uh, mm-hmm. through the um, Underground Railroad mm-hmm. uh, to freedom uh, you know, from from slavery. Uh, so I, I I don't understand. Yeah, uh, where... I, I mean, unless he's saying like Harriet Tubman wasn't like personally responsible for ending slavery. It's like no, she wasn't. There, there's several, but, but like that's not what we're talking about. That's, like, that's not the point, and that's like, not really what he's saying here. No, either. exactly. And you I'm know. I'm splitting hairs too, just to try to like make sense of of what this mm-hmm. man is saying. But it's like that sentence right there just gives you gives you an idea of like where his head's at, yeah, and like what's going on in that ma- noggin. Ma- maybe he's maybe he's trying to appeal not only to some socialist tendencies by giving everybody a million dollars and free weed, which again, I, I that's. <laughs> that's 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 a great start. Yeah. Um, but also, um, maybe he's trying to appeal also to to maybe some craziness here too. The uh, racists, the, the, <laughs> perhaps racists, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps people who who are uh, uneducated or yeah. believe in conspiracies. Right. Uh, maybe he's trying to appeal to that fan base from another candidate. Let's say. Um, I don't think he thought that far ahead on it. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think you're giving him too much credit here. Perhaps I am, Steve. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, Kanye West uh, was uh, uh, was and maybe kind of, sort of is still supported by uh, another famous celebrity here, Elon Musk. Surprisingly, uh, Elon Musk um, uh, was uh, quoted in People uh, magazine, People.com writer uh, Ali uh, Mach Mouch Ali. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Got it. Um, Ali uh, wrote when talking to uh, Elon Musk, quote, I've known him for at least 10 years, maybe longer, Tesla founder told uh, the New York Times of West, uh, who is 43, in an interview published Saturday, sharing that the pair text fairly often. I've done my best to convince him that 2024 would be better than 2020, Musk added. Um, however... Uh, West appears to be heeding Musk's advice, tweeting on Saturday afternoon, I can beat Biden off of write-ins. Hashtag 2020 vision. Um, hmm. Well, um, all I can say is this. This is going to be a hotly contested race this November. And uh, whatever the results are, I'm sure we're not any closer... <laughs> To proper civilization. I'm sure. I'm sure we're not going to like it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be bad news for a lot of people out yes. there. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that Elon Musk is kind of playing this like double agent type thing, where he's just like he's winning the heart and mind of Kanye West to like sabotage you from serve the inside. Him? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I want to be vice president, and then and, and then, then I'm going to unload all of his scandals and share. Text messages and whatnot. Yeah, he's got all the satellites behind him. Uh, and the robots. And the robots. He could be Tony Stark. Who knows? Yeah, perhaps so. Mm-hmm. Perhaps so. President Elon Musk. <laughs> Musk Industries. Oh, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> President Elon Musk. That would be quite something. It would be. I, I would probably... Uh, I'd probably want Elon Musk as president more than I would want Kanye West on as president. I'll I, say that. I mean, probably... Probably out of the four of them, Biden, Trump, Musk, and, and West, I'd probably I would probably vote Elon. You're probably uh, right. Yeah. I'd be like, this guy, he's he's, he's at least not insane. <laughs> like he is, but on a different level. Right. Uh, uh, he's he, he I I can trust that he would certainly hire the best and brightest. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would take the country in a whole new direction, really, Stephen. Yeah. Plus, if he ran also on a pro- a platform of 
free weed. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who could appeal to that. You I know? mean, I'm sure after his uh, his stint on the Rogan Experience podcast, uh, yes, I could see him uh, going for some free weed. For mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. So we'll we'll move out of the politics realm here. Thankfully, um, let me see here. Uh, in strange news here, per NPR.org and writer Colin Dwyer. Uh, typos spell trouble for a man's alleged attempt to fake his own death. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. A, a death certificate here uh, was inspected um, by the uh, Nassau County, New York District Attorney, uh, Madeline Singus. Um, it says it was supposed to pass a death, cer- a death certificate from New Jersey. The Long Island prosecutor alleges that Robert Berger, 25, tried to forge a legal document in October in a a bid to fake his own death and dodge a likely jail sentence. Um, And it would have passed if not for the typos. Uh, Damn, so close. Exactly. Uh, Upon inspection of the certificate by the NCDA, it was noted that the font and size changed in the document. Additionally, prosecutors observed that the word registry in the department was misspelled as registry. Oh no! Yes. Oh no! Register, registry, registry, nailed it. Registry. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So R E G S I T R Y is how they spelled it. So they flipped the I. Uh, the, registry. The yeah. Interesting. Yes. 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 Um, a- after calling to verify the certificate with the New Jersey Department of Health. Uh, vital statistics and registry investigators confirmed that the certificate was in fact fraudulent. Mm. Uh, Berger had been facing uh, sentencing for a pair of felony vehicle theft related charges, uh, which has uh, which had which he had already been pleaded uh, guilty for. Um, in October, uh, according to prosecutors, his attorney at the time told the court that Berger had died and submitted the bogus paperwork attesting. Uh, to Berger's suicide. Um, Steven, lots to unpack here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a man fakes his own death, but uh, doesn't get the spelling right. So A for effort. <laughs> C minus for spelling. <laughs> P- perhaps an F for spelling. You know, if you, perhaps. You know, um, but, but like, if that's, if that's the word that he spelled incorrectly, one can only assume that all the other words were spelled correctly. So... I don't want to give him an F necessarily. Yeah, he he almost made it. He almost made it. Yeah, A for effort. I I mean the the whole faking your death thing, um, that's very hard nowadays. Mm. The internet's mm-hmm. a thing. Phones have cameras on them. All sorts of all sorts of things like this. So I I mean that's that's very bold of him to try to fake his own death, and very bold of the lawyer to, to go along with it, too. <laughs> I mean, it really makes you wonder if the lawyer knew or not. I mean, I'm sure the lawyer will say that they didn't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I would assume he would say that, uh, but, I mean... Yeah. I, I don't know, like, the lawyer had to... <laughs> the lawyer had to have been on it, been in on it, I, I would think. I can't think of a scenario where the lawyer wouldn't know. Well... I mean, I I could see it happening though. If he did, if it's found that he did know uh, he or she, uh, it would not be a good look. That lawyer probably lose their their license, get disbarred. Oh, I would, I would hope so. <laughs> I would certainly hope so. But it, I mean, if indeed. the lawyer didn't know, then that begs the question that who else did know? Because mm. he couldn't have handed that to the lawyer because he's dead. You know, quote unquote. Yeah. So someone like alive, maybe a a member of his family or something would have Uh, had to would have had to give the lawyer that uh yeah that certificate. So like, who else was in on this? Yeah, it's quite the conspiracy, Stephen. Quite. I I really do have to give it to him for for attempting it though. Like that's very yeah, it's very bold. (laughs) It it is. It is quite bold. Maybe had he used bold font, Ah, uh, ah. perhaps they would have gotten to the bottom of this quite sooner. True. True. <laughs> Comes full circle. <laughs> mm. Indeed. Uh, in other news, uh, let me see here. Uh, per UPI.com and writer Ben Hooper, alligators use the crosswalk to traverse North Carolina or South Carolina road. Yes. Oh, indeed. yeah? Yeah. Alligators now using the crosswalk. Uh, a visitor set to South Carolina State Park captured video showing a trio of law abiding alligators. 
using a crosswalk to make their way across a road. They're evolving. <laughs> Perhaps so. Uh, the footage shows a crowd of amused onlookers gathered to watch the, the gators being responsible pedestrians. Um, Huntington Beach State Park is on the state's coast and is known to be home for numerous alligators as well as other wildlife. Uh, Steven. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about these animals following pedestrian laws? Are they observing us and you know, seeing how, how we as people uh, do things? It and can't if so, be because no one uses crosswalks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, these gators sound like better pedestrians than, than others that this I've other, other humans that I've seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, perhaps they're they're observing the best of us. Uh, perhaps so, and and taking on their mannerisms and their behavior, learning learning our ways. Right. So yeah. one one question I do have though is yeah. like they're they're saying these alligators are using the crosswalks, right? Yes. Um. Are they are they pressing the button? Um. Because that'd be crazy. This is a good question. Maybe they're just like waiting patiently, and then when the light turns green, if they can, if, I don't know if they can see if the light turns green or not. Right. But, can they see color? Um. Maybe can alligators see color? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. And I, that that begs the question too. Like, uh, you know, can they see the the crosswalk, uh, you know, sign with like the hand that says stop, and then like the the guy that's walking that'll tell you to walk. Like, can they see that, or are they just like, okay, people walk on these white lines, we're gonna walk on these white lines. I, I'm I'm wondering, you know, to what degree do these alligators actually understand the process of using the crosswalk? Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an article that says most crocodiles, um, uh, can only really see in two color vision. Um, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, red, green. Um, Interesting. uh, let me see here. What a strange way to live. Well, hold on. Their, their <laughs> color vision is similar to humans. Um, let's see here. The most common sort of, uh, is a red, green color blindness, actually. Red, green color oh, blindness. Um, some crocodiles in Australia have three color vision. Ah, um, okay, in- indeed. Interesting. Um, but yeah, um, alternatively, uh, whereas these alligators are quite good pedestrians, uh, my dad also shared with me a video of an alligator jumping a fence. Uh, yeah, he got up on his tail, climbed over the fence, and then plopped down on the other side. What? That's mm. crazy. Mm-hmm. How big was the alligator, and how tall was the fence? It's a it was a, a fairly good sized fence. Uh, the alligator is probably you know probably ten feet in length. Damn, dude. Um, but yeah, he just climbed up over that fence and uh, you know went went right over. They um, really are evolving. Perhaps so. Um, I know that you you put into great detail your fear of robots here, Stephen. Yes. Do you? I mean, do you have an equal fear of these animals learning to be more like us? Um. I don't know, to a certain degree, for sure. I, I mean, uh, that, that street, like that, that road on the, in the, on the bay or whatever, is, is, a, is, is a natural barrier between uh, alligators and, and the human world, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, but alligators starting to, you know, learn how to use a crosswalk. Mm. Well, suddenly that's not, that's not a natural barrier anymore. Perhaps not. And, and they're able to, to go further into the human world than they ever have. And then they, possibly they could learn even more once they arrive. So, um, yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> that's a little scary. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, Steven. A little bit scary. Maybe they stumble into a lab, get some testing on them. Uh. Next thing you know, you have a you know a, a genetically you know killer crocodile that can yeah. like walk on its hind legs and put you in a headlock. Like, like reptile from Spider-Man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Exactly. It is awfully scary. So. I'm just saying, if... <laughs> It, like uh, the the odds of a genetically modified alligator are very low, but mm. with with them being able to use crosswalks now, I would say that probability has gone up at least a little bit, at least a little bit. Perhaps, perhaps so. We'll just have to. And I would like to keep that probability as low as possible. Yeah, I mean, is are there any other animals that you're deeply afraid of uh, having these genetic modifications done, be- or or at least learning to become more like humans? Uh yeah, like like big cats, big cats, mm-hmm. like, like tigers and lions and stuff. Yeah, but more specifically, like panthers mm. and, and like jaguars and stuff like that. They're they're very uh they're very quick. They're they're very good at hiding. Um, they're they're very very aggressive, very brutal. Panther can kill you in like a second. No 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 problems whatsoever. Now you now you add a human human behavior 
on, on top of that onto an already like killing machine like a panther, mm. it's, it's bad news bears. Well, this this brings up another great article here by Ben Hooper from UPI.com. Police responding to a loose panther report find stuffed toy. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Uh, a British police department said officers responding to a report of a large apex predator, a black panther, mm. in a public park arrived to find the supposed dangerous animal was only a stuffed toy. Mm. Uh, Horsham police officer, uh, Horsham police said officers were summoned to a park in the uh, Staining area uh, of West Sussex, England. Uh, on a report of a big cat on the loose. The department said the officers who arrived at the scene didn't immediately realize uh, that what uh, initially appeared to be a large black panther was actually simply just a stuffed toy. Mm. So was it planted there? Uh, it seems to be, by the by judging by this picture here, it looks like it's just a, a little, um, a, a, large, a large stuffed toy. And it's simply just, um, I guess... Um, it's kind of just leaning on this park bench. Ah, uh, yeah, it was left there, perhaps so on accident. I mean, it, it is it is showing the panther uh, basically um, from behind, leaning on this bench here. Um, you know, kind of its torso on the back of the the park bench. Gotcha. Well, as if it was just kind of chilling there, waiting for somebody to walk by. Uh, so you could see how someone would mistake that for an actual panther, you, th- you think? Perhaps. It, it does appear as though this was done at night. Uh, mm. so the, the police That's officers, a kicker right there. Yeah, see the, this panther. I mean, it, it, just imagine how frightening that would be. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how native black panthers are to England. Um, uh, not, as far as I know. Yeah, um, but uh, they, they apparently were very frightened that one was there. I mean, yeah, 100%. Like, the, the relief... <laughs> that they must have felt when they found out it was actually a stuffed animal. Mm. I mean, yeah, big big cats in general like mm. scare the crap out of me. Yeah. So uh, if I happened to be on that police force and they were like, "Hey, you know, Stephen, go uh, go get that panther," go I'd be check like, out that panther. Man, uh, didn't expect to quit today, but uh, <laughs> you know, consider this my resignation. Yeah, y'all can have my pension. I'm mm-hmm. heading out. I'm gonna go watch Tiger King. <laughs> they're in my TV and yeah. they can't hurt me there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is is that the the only thing that really frightens you is seeing these big cats in person, like just my fears in general? Yeah. Well, uh, well I mean, not just your fears in general, but just in regards to these these large cats here. Oh, in person for sure. Yeah, yeah, they definitely scare me in person. They're more like it's more of, and like of course I've only seen like big cats in like zoos and, and things like that. Uh, I mean, I've seen like bobcats and lynxes and stuff, but yes, um, that's not to the same degree. Uh, but no. it, it's just more uh, like readily. Um, hmm. I don't know. Like, like, like I'm not gonna get attacked by a tiger watching yeah. Tiger King. Yeah, but you're... like, even though they're in a zoo and they're in a cage and they've never escaped before, the probability of me being attacked by this tiger is higher than it's ever been in my whole life. Right. You you're, know what I mean? you're not in danger seeing right. like the the cat on TV. No, exactly. Okay. But I, I'm in some sort of danger, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe at, at like a zoo or are, something. Are there any other animals that uh, that that you feel threatened by when seeing them in person? Um, I'm just trying to get a hierarchy here, of, <laughs> you know, in case we come across any animals. Well, I, uh, open water scares the hell out of me. So, like, okay. if I were if I was like swimming in the ocean and like I saw a shark fin, I would probably die of a heart attack, <laughs> uh, just like right then and there. Yeah. Uh, just just die of shock. Um, but, but Fair no, enough. I mean, not, not really. Uh, it's really big cats, uh, and like sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know, Steven. I'll, I'll, Is remember, it? I'll I'm scared what you're going to do I, with that information. No, I'll, I'll just, I'll just keep that in mind for the future. So that way I know when to trust you. If the, there's ever a, an animal that, uh, that comes across our mm. path, I would know. Okay. Steven's not down for this. So, no, don't so, call so, me. So I'm going to have to be like, I'm on my own here. Yes. Yes, I or see. animal control or something, but do not call me, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's move on to some more enlightening news here, Stephen. Some okay. a l- little bit of lighter flavor here. Uh, ben Hooper uh, again for UPI.com. Ben's a busy man. He's, he's I, I'm sorry, MVP on this show. I, I'm starting to think that Ben only writes for UPI.com, or just only writes, 
or, in general. Or just like, he, that's, yeah, that's he's, his life. He's just on top of the news. Mm-hmm. Um, man makes good on 1992 handshake. Splits $22 million jackpot with a friend. Oh, wow. Yes. A, you, uh, a Wisconsin man proved his devotion as a friend by making good on a 28-year-old handshake promise and splitting his $22 million Powerball jackpot with his longtime buddy. Thomas Cook told Wisconsin lottery officials that after learning the Powerball ticket he bought uh, from Synergy uh, Co-op in, um, you know, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, they they always have these weird names for these cities that are just extremely hard to pronounce. It's true. I believe this is Menominee? It's Menominee, of, Wisconsin. It's a lot of vowels. Yeah, Menominee, <laughs> Wisconsin. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, it was a $22 million winner. Made him quickly recall a deal he made with his friend uh, Joseph Feeney in 1992. Uh, he called me and said, are you jerking my bobber? Said Feeney. <laughs> That's Re- like the most Minnesota <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> you jerking my bobber. <laughs> Feeney recalled of being told the news. Cook and Feeney, who took the lump sum option for their payouts, each received about $5.7 million after federal and state taxes. So just roughly a um, little bit more than half mm-hmm. of uh, their lottery winnings because of uh, state and federal Corruption. Taxes. Corruption, <laughs> yes. This is, this is in fact, true. See, yeah. look, here's the deal. And I have nothing against either of these two men. Mm-hmm. What I have a problem with is these stupid laws here. Yeah. Look, yeah. I get it. The lottery is to help raise taxes, right? Mm-hmm. But simply just tell me and advertise me. Not that I'm winning $22 million. Mm-hmm. Tell me that I'm actually winning 10 point right you know, or 11.4 million dollars well because when you that when, makes me feel a little bit better and then like when i'm going to get my 22 million and you tell me it's 11 that i'm not like supremely upset because then i've already mentally spent the other 11 million right. in my head <laughs> right well they, they do have the other option like the the payout uh like over time option where you get like I don't know, like ten thousand a month or, or something, something like that like for that. like now until the end of time or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, would anyone take that option? Like, I would want give me I, the money now. Like, I I would consider taking the option, maybe just as stable income, because um, then I could be like, yeah, I don't have to work for this X number of years or whatever. Yeah, but like you get, yeah, you get five point seven million dollars. You don't have to work. Well, I I get that, but I mean, then I would look at my bank and I'm like, whoa. You know, um, just have some self control, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to Barbados now. Yeah. Actually, I'm buying it. <laughs> How much does Barbados cost? I don't have that much. <laughs> I'm assuming it's more than five point seven. Well, you take dollars. half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> half now. Rest on delivery. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Cook said, "I can't think of a better way to retire." Yes, indeed. So congratulations to them both. All I'm saying is, let's advertise our lottery winnings better. I, I agree. Make sure that we know exactly what you're taking out as far as taxes. I'm okay with you taxing it. I know it's for a good cause. Right. Taxes pay for things. They do. They do. <laughs> things that are needed. Yes. But just tell me. Like, yeah. You know, hey, this is your $11 million after lottery winnings. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me that. Well, you- that's it's the same thing as like going to going to the store and buying a candy bar. Oh, it's only ninety nine cents. That's awesome. Here's a dollar. Nah, no dollar oh eight. Yeah, son. Yeah. Oh, okay. Get messed up. <laughs> like the, it, it's it's on a smaller scale, but it's kind of the same principle there. You know, perhaps like just, so. just tell me how much it costs, mm. and, and I'll pay that amount. Like it, it always bothers me that something's labeled like four ninety nine. But it's actually more than that, and, and even if it's only you know less than thirty cents more than that, it's the principle of the of the fact that I brought this thing up that says it costs this much, and now you're telling me it costs something else. Like yes. state state sales tax, all that. That's fine. Factor it into the price. Just be like, this thing is five dollars. Done. Yes. And you hand them a $5 bill and they hand you the thing. See, the thing is, the concept of rounding your numbers isn't really that difficult. No. It's, it's not. It's not at all, yeah. really. Just so I can be prepared and have a, an idea in my head of like, hey, okay, well, this thing is actually 110 and I And, and mm-hmm. that's how I work and operate anyway when I'm going shopping. But you shouldn't have to, Tanner. Yeah. You shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> like, dude, even if something was was like, 
it, it makes <laughs> it makes the amount like a dollar sixty eight after tax make it two dollars. I don't care. I don't care. You can have that extra thirty two cents. Yeah. Just make it. Just tell me how much it costs. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Libertarian president for candidate uh, here. Uh, the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Don't don't vote for me. I don't want that job. <laughs> write write him in, folks. Write him in. Goodness. I'll I'll, I'll probably get maybe some yeah, kind of Central spot. Texas candidate gets two votes. <laughs> I wrote him in. Says friend and podcast <laughs> co-host. The other one also says Stephen Grudy. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, we're moving right along here, Stephen. Hopefully, maybe one day we win the lottery. That'd and we'll, be, sp- we'll split the winnings. That'd be splendid. That would be splendid. I, I'd be excited for mm-hmm. it. I, I'll split my lottery with you if I win it. Yeah, let's let's handshake on that. There you go. Hundred percent. Yeah. Let's, yep. Now let's both use hand sanitizer and pee safe. Yes. That was a nice firm handshake, though. Well, thank you. That was good. Thank you. I tried. Did you? So, yeah. So it's a, it's a like the, this table is uh you know it's a you really don't know it's it's kind of a it's kind of an illusion how yeah. large this table is. It's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, uh, moving right along here, <laughs> elderly laundromat owners' fashion photos go viral. Yes, indeedy. I saw this. <laughs> uh, the elderly owners of a laundromat in Taiwan have become unlikely social media stars thanks to an Instagram account where they model clothes that have been left behind by customers. Uh, Chang Shou Er, 84, and husband Wan Ji, 83, became viral celebrities in Taiwan and internationally after their grandson, Reef Chang, set up an Instagram account uh, to show off their photos. He snapped of his grandparents modeling at their business, Mansu's Laundry Shop, and Tai Chung. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, I don't think people, I didn't think people would like it, Wan Ji said. The, co- uh, the couple said they are glad to be able to bring people joy online. My grandson is very creative, Cheng Shou said uh, to the New York Times. His creativity has made us happy, and other people too. Yes, these, these are great photos here mm-hmm. uh, um, of, of them trying on other people's clothes uh, that have been left behind. I, th- I think they're having a lot of fun with it, Stephen. Yeah, this is a very wholesome story. It is. Because it, it's just it's it's people just having some fun, not hurting anybody, and, and putting smiles on people's faces. Yes. And, and we don't get very many of these kind of stories anymore, mm. where it's just like, hey, here's something to make you feel good. <laughs> it, it's always like, hey, here's something to make you feel good, but also think about this. But doesn't also, this suck? But also angry. Yeah, do- doesn't this make you angry? So it's it's cool to to just finally get you know a piece of news where you can just smile about it. Yes, the photos are very funny too. I do like the photos. Yeah, yes, they're very good. Mm-hmm. It, it's Would, like you know the 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 elderly couple uh, in like you know like modern like yeah. fashion kind of stuff. It's, yeah, it, it's pretty pretty funny. Would you trust to put on someone else's clothes from the laundromat, Stephen, if they uh, were left behind? Not in this Rona season, no. <laughs> But more power to them. There you go. Um, well, good stuff there. I'm sure they're a laundromat. They got enough bleach. Mm-hmm. Get rid of all that Rona. Does bleach kill coronavirus? I would assume. Right? It, it, I think it kills bleach most kills most things. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I think if I think if bleach didn't kill coronavirus, we'd have a, a much bigger problem. Hmm. Well, well, we do have a mystery to solve here on the show today. Uh, but first, we'll get to this last piece of news. Man chops through 50 watermelons on another man's head in one minute. Uh, Yes, a a serial record breaker armed himself with a machete and chopped through 50 watermelons placed on the head of a friend in 60 minutes. Uh, Ashrita Furman, whose uh, Guinness World Record breaking career has included more than 600 titles... Damn. Chopped through 500... uh, I'm sorry, 500. (laughs) 50 watermelons... Uh, placed on his friend's head in Malaysia. Um, it looks like he's using machete to do this. Yes, Furman previously made headlines when he used a machete to chop through 26 watermelons placed on his own stomach in one minute. Um, okay, hmm. so hold on. Quick question here. Yes. The, this slice, right? Yeah. Is, he, is this a horizontal uh, it looks like vertical he's slice. chopping vertically on, on like towards the guy's head. Yeah, I mean it does look like he's holding it on like a little placard of some sort maybe. Hopefully, I mean um let, let's let's see if there's video here, Steven. 
Now, uh, now don't take this the wrong way, Tanner. Yeah. But, um, you absolutely can never do that to me. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think this is something that I, I would want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I'm watching the video. He is horizontally cutting the watermelons, and the, the watermelon is resting uh, on a bowl on a uh, on a board. Um, so I think the, the the bowl is glued to the board, and then he's just slicing through this watermelon here. Okay. See, I was getting the the visual picture of him like cutting vertically down. Sorry, uh, cutting vertically down towards like the guy's head, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, that gave me a very gruesome picture. Yeah, that I don't. Like, want. Yeah, yeah, and then the I, guy's like cracked open. Yeah, I really don't want to <laughs> think about that. Have you ever seen the movie Super with Rain Wilson? I have not. Oh, he's he's like this. Uh, oh wait, no, he's like a superhero yeah. in that movie, right? Yeah, yes, I have. A I, I have. Seen and that there's movie. a there's a scene in that movie where this guy like cuts the line at a movie theater, and uh, Rain, yes. Rain Wilson, the the new superhero, um, takes a takes a monkey wrench and slams it on the guy's forehead, and it just and it just <laughs> busts him open like crazy, and that's kind of what I was envisioning here. But I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that it's horizontal instead of. Instead of vertical, yes, that'd be rough. I'm sure they went through the uh, <laughs> the analytics of that, and we're like, okay, we can't do that. Well, I'm yeah. sure that was like, <laughs> like they said no to that very quickly. You know, <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. Uh, this looks good though. How many how many watermelons you think you could chop off of my head? Um, is it a time limit? I mean, he says it's a it's a, it's a minute. So he he chopped Damn, fifty watermelons. Damn, he did fifty in a minute. In a minute. How did he even do that? Uh, you know, sharp machete. I'm sure. But like, just the, just the act of like replacing the watermelon mm, is mm. like enough to to throw off your time there. So like, I don't, man. Good luck anybody beating that record. I, like I can't. That's pretty quick. That is very quick. That's Steven. Very quick. Um, you know, uh, Stephen, uh, is this a waste of watermelon though? Because I I particularly like watermelon quite a bit. And fifty watermelons. That's you know they're, they're just falling on the floor here. I mean, you can grow them. You, you just grow more watermelons. Yeah. Is your, yeah. your your take on this? Absolutely. Just okay. Grow more watermelons. I mean, they they take a long time to grow. They're pretty plump watermelons. Yeah. yeah. Use the use the dead watermelons that are now cut in half as fertilizer for the new round of watermelon. Hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. I Circle see. of life. <laughs> controversial take here from the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Is just, that controversial? Just, just grow more melons. You know. <laughs> That's my campaign slogan. Grow more melons. <laughs> America loves melons. <laughs> Don't free weed. <laughs> Not free, but cheap. Not free, but cheap. Yes. <laughs> Interesting stuff here. Um, well, Stephen, in in previous weeks here on the Tanner and Stephen Variety Show, uh, we've discussed a multitude of different things, trying to find a way to kind of... Um, uh, I guess headline the show in many different ways here, and and I think what we've landed on here is maybe uh, a, a list that we're compiling of different things that we can talk to you guys about uh, here on the Tanner Stephen Variety Show. Um, not only just for education purposes, but to give you our takes. Yes. Uh, on on the subject here, um, whether they be mysteries or aspects of history, how stuff is made, um, you know, um, personal experiences and opinions on doing things. Um, but I, I think that we, we've got a pretty good running list here. And mm-hmm. I want to start with something uh, in this series that's always intrigued me. I remember hearing the story of D.B. Cooper on Unsolved Mysteries as a young lad, mm. and it's always, it's always intrigued me in some way, shape, or form. Uh, for those unaware of D.B. Cooper, uh, I will go ahead and read you uh, the story of D.B. Cooper per FBI.gov. Um, on the afternoon of November 24th, 1971, a nondescript man calling himself Dan Cooper approached the counter of Northwest Orient Airlines in Portland, Oregon. He used cash to buy a one-way ticket on flight number 305 bound for Seattle, Washington. Thus began one of the great unsolved mysteries in FBI history. Cooper was a quiet man who appeared to be in his mid-40s, wearing a business suit with a black tie and white shirt. He ordered a drink, a bourbon with soda, uh, while the flight was taking off. A short time after 3 p.m., he handed the stewardess a note indicating that he had a bomb in his briefcase and wanted uh, her to sit with him. 
the stunned stewardess did as she was told. Opening up a cheap uh, attache case, Cooper showed her a glimpse of of a mass of wires and red colored sticks and demanded that she write down what he told her. Soon, she was walking a new note to the captain of the plane that demanded four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills. Uh, This roughly amounts to um, over a million dollars per inflation here in today's uh, money. Uh, When the flight landed in Seattle, the hijacker exchanged the flight's 36 passengers for the money and parachutes. Cooper kept several crew members, and the plane took off again, ordered uh, to set a course for New Mexico City, or I'm sorry, for Mexico City, rather. Somewhere between Seattle and Reno, a little bit after 8 p.m., the hijacker did the incredible. He jumped out of the back of the plane with the parachute and the ransom money. The pilots landed safely, but Cooper disappeared into the night, and his ultimate fate remains a mystery to this day. Um, now, the FBI learned of the crime in flight and immediately opened an extensive investigation that lasted for many years, uh, calling it Norjack uh, for Northwest Hijacking. Uh, we interviewed hundreds of people tracking leads across the nation and scoured the aircraft for evidence. Uh, by the five-year anniversary of the hijacking, we considered more than 800 suspects and eliminated all but two dozen from consideration. Uh, one person from our list, Richard Floyd McCoy, is still a favorite suspect among many. We tracked down and arrested McCoy for similar airplane hijacking and escaped by parachute less than five months after Cooper's flight. But McCoy was ruled out because he didn't match the nearly identical physical descriptions of Cooper provided by two flight attendants and for other reasons. Perhaps Cooper didn't survive from his jump from the plane. After all, the parachute he used couldn't be steered. His clothing and foot and footwear were unsuitable for a rough landing, and he had jumped into a wooded area at night. A dangerous proposition for even a seasoned pro. Uh, evidence also su- um, uh, evidence suggests that Cooper may not have been a professional uh, jumper. Uh, from, from a plane. Uh, <laughs> this theory was given an added boost in 1980 when a young boy found a rotting package full of $20 bills, uh, which amounts to about 8,500, uh, I'm sorry, 5,800 in total, that matched some of the ransom money uh, serial numbers. Um, again, this is all very interesting stuff here, Stephen. The mystery of D.B. Cooper. Uh, as as D.B. Cooper, his body was never recovered. There have been several people that have been um, suspects here, and this was, again, per FBI.gov, the FBI writing this themselves. Uh, Stephen, what do you make of this story here? I mean, it's definitely interesting, very thought-provoking. Um, hmm. It's it's one of those things where it's just like, I, I mean, are we ever going to know at this point? I, I mean, it's been almost 50 years. Yes. Uh, I mean... I don't know, even if there is evidence out there to be collected, I don't know if it's even, like, able to be proven or, or anything like that, um, which really sucks, because, like, something like this, I mean, this is, it's, like, the only, um, like, like hijacking that, that has not been solved, right? Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's not the only hijacking that hasn't been solved, but I mean, it's definitely Certainly one of the, the most infamous. Yeah, the highest profile case, mm-hmm. I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, now, th- there was confusion. There is initial confusion because one of the first people, uh, one of the first, uh, I guess, um, sources to report on the story, instead of saying it was Dan Cooper, they 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 misheard and put in DB Cooper mm. as, as as the headline. So that's where we get the the. You know the mystery of DB Cooper as opposed to Dan Cooper, which is the name that he used right. upon entering the flight. So all, all of the the evidence that he's written out was Dan Cooper, not DB Cooper. Yeah, Dan Cooper is the name that he used. Right, right. But but DB Cooper has now been popularized because that was one of the first um, things released mm-hmm. uh, unofficially, um, officially and unofficially, I guess. Right. Mm. I'm also curious, like, uh, so they just, like, between all the passengers on the plane, they just had $200,000? No, that's why they landed. When, when they landed, oh, I see. I see. They, okay. they had people waiting to exchange the passengers for the money. And then gotcha. they're going to take off and head over okay. to Mexico okay. uh, City. 
That part went over my head. Yeah, they they took they took off again, and then he jumped into the night. Uh, now there have been actually several developments onto airplanes themselves. Uh, you can no longer that you no longer have access to that latch at the bottom of the plane to just jump out at. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's been there's mechanisms to keep that closed uh, that are actually named after Cooper. Um, ah, yes. There you go. Um, there are also peepholes um throughout the the cabin uh so that um flight attendants uh and uh, and the like can actually view their passengers uh with better viewing uh, for for these kinds of things here i see Mm -hmm. so i will ask you one more question yeah four parachutes yes why did he want four this is a very valid question and and one interesting uh, argument that was brought up that i had heard um and this i think this may have been from um BuzzFeed Mysteries, which uh, there's a there's a, a oh, pair man. of a pair of guys who actually do a lot of in depth research into these kind of stories. Okay, um, and they, they actually had a. I do recommend checking out their channel. They 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 actually proposed something interesting. I think I think this was from them, but um, they had said that uh, perhaps he asked for four for the illusion that there would be a hostage, um, and that, uh, that he would get the the four parachutes, but instead. He really only used two of them. Um, they're, they're like they, so, they were given. I think he was given two front parachutes, two back parachutes. Apparently, the back parachute does not steer, um, so that would have made things a little bit rough. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, do you, Do you think that he possibly could have survived the fall out of the plane when he jumped? I mean, it's certainly possible. Uh, I think. Um, I think at this point, I mean, some fifty years later, I think we'd be able to, you know, kind of extrapolate the the trajectory of, you know, what, you know, take the the size and and weight of DB Cooper that that we know, and, and you know, compare that with with air resistance and the style of the of the. Uh, parachute and all these things and we can kind of extrapolate like where he would have landed uh, or at least in some kind of uh, you know small area of where he would have landed mm. so I, I feel like if if db cooper did crash land and, and ultimately did not survive the fall he would have been found already mm. mm-hmm Interesting. Yeah, I do think that you know uh, had he not survived we, we would have found some kind of body Mm-hmm. Um, which does give a little bit of credence to maybe he did survive. And, and now that's not to say that maybe he wasn't injured. Um, that that could be why Certainly. some of those bills were left behind. Maybe he didn't have the strength to to carry all the cases and had to leave one of them behind, and and that's why that one was left behind. Because uh, they did say that that is absolutely some of the money that was given to him be, because it had uh, the, the, the serial the numbers, serial numbers right? were marked. Mm. So so. That money was at one point in the hands of Dan Cooper. That that mm. is not a question, right? Mm. And, and so, yeah, it is a tall order for for a non professional, uh, you know, stunt jumper, I, mm. I guess, to to survive a fall like that at at eight p.m. at night. But it's not impossible. This is true. Uh, let's get to some suspects here. Uh, one is Kenneth Christensen, uh, a Minnesota resident. Uh, Minnesota resident, rather, um, who um, was the brother of someone named Lyle Christensen, who actually watched the television documentary about Cooper hijacking and became convinced that it, it was indeed perhaps his brother, Kenneth. Um, now, uh, Christensen, Kenneth Christensen, rather, enlisted in the Army in 1944 and trained as a parachute, uh, a paratrooper, rather. So he would have perhaps had you know, the necessary skill set to survive a jump out of a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. He did join Northwest Orient Airlines in 1954 as a mechanic in the uh, South Pacific, and then subsequently also became a flight attendant, according to multiple sources. Now, Christensen would have been 45 years old at the time of the hijacking, but was shorter and thinner, perhaps, uh, than uh, eyewitness descriptions uh, attest to what D.B. Cooper looked like. Um, however, it is noted that uh, that Christensen was a smoker and displayed a fondness for bourbon, uh, and he was also left-handed, as you can see with uh, some of the evidence of uh, Cooper's tie. Uh, he had a clip-on tie at the time uh, of his jump out of the plane, and uh, it looks like it was a, a left-handed uh, clip-on tie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that does give some credence to this here. 
he uh, also on his deathbed, Kenneth Christensen in 1994 had told his brother, there is something you should know, but I cannot tell you uh, is how he left that. Uh, but he never, uh, Lyle never pressed his brother Kenneth, Kenneth for an explanation. Well, he's on his deathbed. Mm. You, you don't want to necessarily talk uh, about that. After his death, family members discovered gold coins and a valuable stamp collection along with over $200,000 in bank accounts. Now, again, this could mean that uh, perhaps he's D.B. Cooper or perhaps he's just a, a collector of things. Yeah. Um, but- uh- we, we do have on Wikipedia, uh, the same search would also uncover proof that Christensen had sold off almost two dozen acres of land for $17,000 per acre in the mid-90s, thus accounting for the large sum of money in his account at the time of death. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Uh, let me see here. Uh, there are several suspects that are, are listed here that, um, uh, generally speaking, are, are, are ex-military members. Um, like William Gossett, who uh, was part of the uh, Marine Corps, um, uh, he he would have also had uh, perhaps um, uh, I guess experience with perhaps uh, paratroopering. Um, let me see here. Um, going along through some other uh, some other suspects, Richard Floyd McCoy um, was also an Army veteran. Um, who served two duties, uh, two two tours of duty in Vietnam, uh, first as a as a demolition expert, and then with the Green Berets as a, as a helicopter pilot. Um, he was also known to be a recreational sky diver uh, with aspirations of becoming a Utah State Trooper. Now McCoy's uh, resemblance is somewhat close. I could yes. see that. Possibly. That's the first thing I thought of when I looked him up. Is that the 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 head shape is very similar. I could see how uh, you, you know eyewitness would would uh, describe this man as, as DB Cooper for sure. Uh, there are um, uh, different sources reporting that uh, uh, handwriting experts had reviewed the note that DB Cooper had handed over and matched them up with records of McCoy's writing and said that it's a possible match. Uh, so this is definitely a possibility here. Uh, however, he was arrested in uh, on April 9th uh, with uh, with some ransom cash in his possession uh, from after he boarded airline United Airlines flight 855 uh, and actually um, attempted uh, a similar um, I guess a similar crime here. Um, he brandished. Um, uh, basically a paperweight resembling a hand grenade and an unloaded gun and a man four parachutes and $500,000 on the flight. Um, he never, it's never noted that he stated that he was DB Cooper perhaps. Um, but, um, uh, after the delivery of the money in the parachutes at Fr- San Francisco international airport, McCoy ordered the aircraft back into the sky and bailed out over Pro- uh, Provo, Utah, uh, leaving behind his uh, handwritten hijacking instructions and his fingerprints on a magazine that he uh, he had been reading. Um, McCoy was later killed in a shootout with FBI agents, um, with one of the uh, officers, uh, Russell Calum, uh, Calamy, Calamy, mm. I guess, uh, as well as per- parole officer Bernie Rhodes, asserting that they had identified McCoy as Cooper. Um, yes. Interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also Robert Rackstraw, um, who is a retired pilot and ex-convict who served uh, convict rather who served on an army military crew with other units during the Vietnam War. Um, he emerged as a suspect again in 2016 by the History Channel, um, and uh, yes, um, it looks as though. September sixteenth, uh, September eighteenth, uh, September eighth, <laughs> of twenty sixteen, uh, Thomas J. Colbert um, uh, had had written a book um, and, and had attorney Mark Zaid file a lawsuit uh, to compel the FBI to release its Cooper case file under the Freedom of Information Act. Um, from that, they were, the, the suit alleges that the FBI suspected active investigation of the Cooper case, uh, quote, in order to undermine the theory that Rackstraw is D.B. Cooper as so to prevent embarrassment for the Bureau's failure to develop evidence sufficient to prosecute him for the crime. Mm. So there's people alleging that there's maybe a, an internal cover-up that maybe they did have the suspect, uh, the FBI did, but, uh, but did not press forward. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, Rackstraw did die on July 9th of 2019 from a heart condition. Um, so, um, yes, very, very interesting. Um, when approached by a reporter, um, he is alleged to be said, I told everybody that I was the hijacker before explaining uh, the admission was a stunt. Mm. Mm. It's interesting. Mm. So, Stephen, the case of D.B. Cooper may never be found mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or determined here, um, but um, I, I guess what's the legacy here uh, of, of the D.B. Cooper case, in your opinion? I mean, uh, I, I'm assuming that this had a lot to do with, you know, how... Uh, how airlines are are run nowadays with the TSA and uh you know crazy security regulations and mm. and seating regulations and, and like it everything is completely regulated and, and obviously 911 uh did a lot for that as well mm. uh but I'm assuming that this was uh, definitely a catalyst for that for sure so I I mean legacy wise definitely airport security for yeah. sure um I don't know. It, it's it's definitely interesting and very thought provoking. Uh, which of these people do you think is like the 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 prime suspect for you at least? Hmm. I, I think it could be one of any of uh, of, of the the listing here that um, uh, that they give here. Kenneth Christensen stands out to me. Obviously, Robert Rackstraw does as well. Um, and, and, and to a certain degree to, uh, Richard McCoy, I think Richard McCoy's resemblance, even though people have said that he didn't resemble him. Um, I, I think that he does bear quite a bit of resemblance here. Mm-hmm. Um, plus he did have that second heist, uh, or at least Richard McCoy had that heist where he asked for even more money, um, before he was killed later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, that definitely earmarks him as somebody who could get away with such a stunt. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the legacy here is, is just, um, the, maybe more of a, a fascination of, of years gone by of, of somebody who, um, and I'm not trying to glorify what he did no, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but the mystery of this, this man who's able to, uh, kind of, uh, you know, swindle one over, uh, on, on authorities, mm-hmm. um, and, and pull off a heist, uh, really the unthinkable. Well, know? cause this, this kind of thing is really not. It's possible not, well, nowadays. It, yeah, you you certainly couldn't do it nowadays. No. You you wouldn't make it five feet into the airport with a bomb in, in your in your suitcase. Like you wouldn't make it five feet in. Uh, the, the, this kind of heist is definitely not possible in in yeah. in the way you know today's uh, airports and things like that. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, call me crazy, but like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like it might be none of these people, and, and he really just 100% got away with it. Perhaps so. The world may never know, Stephen. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's the that's the, the uniqueness, and, and um, uh, I, I guess the, um, um, you know, I guess what's so appealing to this case is that, like right. you said, there there's you would really never see this again nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, 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 yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a story of years gone by and the fact that it's never been really uh, nailed down or closed mm-hmm. um, that's what brings so um, so many eyes to this story here yeah I mean well that's what's so fascinating about it you know if this hijack took place and then you know DB Cooper just got picked up yeah. and, and taken to jail this would yeah. be a nothing story yeah but but the fact that we're you know 50 some years later and, and we still don't really know hmm. I mean that's the intrigue Right there, indeed, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's all for today. Here, I definitely recommend that you uh, do your own research into the case of DB Cooper. You can go down a huge rabbit hole with, yeah. with this. Uh... There's a lot of info. There's yeah. definitely a lot of info. Um, but yeah, I recommend that you do your own research, and perhaps we can all come together and hopefully find the answer to yeah. what's happened here with DB Cooper. But we've covered a large range of subjects here today, Stephen, uh, and I'm glad that we were able to do so. Uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, please visit naturallyhemp.com. Use promo code HLT10 at checkout for all of your CBD needs, whether you're looking for uh, tinctures, sublinguals, or gel caps, or gummies, or anything for that matter. There's even lotions and balms. So yes. definitely take advantage of those today, ladies and gentlemen. Again, promo code HLT does not expire. Use that at uh, checkout for 10% off on all purchases. Mm-hmm. 
Same goes for naturallypure.com. Um, I'm sorry, naturallypuresanitizer.com, rather, uh, for your for all of your hand sanitizer needs. We all know that, that everybody needs it right now. Yep. Uh, so promo code HLT10 at naturallypuresanitizer.com for all of your hand sanitizer needs, as well as um, HLT10 at American Vapor Company for all of your e-liquid needs mm-hmm. for all you vapors out there. Promo code HLT10, again, does not expire at... Any of these websites, just enter it in at checkout uh, and get 10% off forever. Yes, indeedy. Mm, indeed. That's right, Tanner. Thank you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure not only to hit that subscribe button to wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, but also to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. That way, so it helps Headlock Talk climb those charts. You know, and uh, definitely gives us uh, you know a little bit more encouragement to continue to make these uh, stories and episodes for you. Mm-hmm. 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 Indeed. Um, also, don't forget to tune in to Headlock Talk on Monday, uh, a few episodes back, or just one episode back, I guess. Definitely check that out. That was a lot of fun to do. And then also, uh, we have a special guest on uh, Friday's Rogue and Ranger Gamecast, so be sure to tune into that as well. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Uh, to always get more information on our episodes or just to hang out and chat with us. Uh, we certainly greatly appreciate that. Uh, Steven, you got anything else for us today before we head on out? I think that's it, man. I think that's it. But mm. look into D.B. Cooper, y'all. Yeah. It's an interesting story. It's a very interesting story. And mm-hmm. we'll have more interesting stories and things to talk about again next week. Yes. Uh, but I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, right across from me here, my good friend, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thank you for listening, y'all. Thank you, everybody, and have yourselves a great night. Later. Later. Play us out, Johnny. Kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home. Lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. Okay, here are reasons to try a Nest mattress. One, they have a mattress for every kind of sleeper. Two, Nest offers free exchanges within a 100-night trial. And three, save hundreds on everything bedroom-related, now through the summer at nestbedding.com.